Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Nine on Your Side Sports Talk podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Layton. I'm here with Dave LaPay, who is with the Moorhead City Marlins, a huge CPL baseball team right here in Eastern North Carolina. Thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So for those who don't know what CPL is, let's start off with that. Coastal Plain League. So that's a summer league, wood bat league for baseball players that finish their seasons at their respective college colleges. Uh, ranging from Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, Junior College. Um, I think the CPL is made up of 15 teams, maybe 16. We've had uh, some subtractions, some additions there. Uh, the Marlins have been in the CPL since 2010. Uh, we've won it in 2018, 2019. We didn't have a season in 2020 with COVID. And then 2021, we lost in the championship to the Savannah Bananas, who are no longer in the CPL. And then last year, we had our best season ever, um, regular season record. And then we lost in the first round of the playoffs because the MLB moved up their draft. And I'll use the word stole some of our players who left. They were uh, some of our premier players that were pitchers. And we kind of failed in the first round of the playoffs after such a successful regular season. Um, but the Coastal Plain League is a up-and-coming league. We get kids that play uh all over the country. I mean, we have a, a recruiter, a scout, who finds these kids throughout the year leading up to the summer, even you know, starting in August when our season ends, he starts recruiting for the next year already. So it's um, even though it's a quick summer, you know, we start Memorial Day, end of May, and we end basically the first week of August. So it seems like a quick time, but when you're in it, you're, you know, right now we're kind of in the middle of the season and working through things. But it's a full-time job, full-time effort, and um, – Marlins are playing really well right now, actually. Yeah. We'll kind of start with you. You've switched positions within the Moorhead City Marlins a few times. Talk about where you started and where you are now. So specifically with the Marlins, I started about three years ago as the vice president of business development. My goal was I was kind of outside of the Marlins season. We were trying to figure out how can we generate more revenue for the team and also the area in Moorhead City because we had the lease for Big Rock Stadium where we play throughout the whole year and we just weren't utilizing the field, the facility throughout the entire year. We were just kind of working through the Marlin season from May to August and then we would go dormant. Maybe a couple of high school tournaments would come in, uh, fall leagues, things like that. So my goal or my role as, as that in that role, we were trying to recruit teams to come play. You know, a lot of Colleges in the North can't play baseball year-round like we can in North Carolina and Florida. So a lot of teams in their spring breaks or at least beginnings of their college seasons travel south and play the first three weeks of their regular season down in Florida um, at different sites that host you know spring break trips essentially or early season trips for many colleges. What we tried to do, and I hate to use the word poach, but we tried to get these teams to kind of understand that Big Rock Stadium's available may not be the same as Florida weather, but it's certainly warmer than New Hampshire or Connecticut. So if they wanted to take a chance 
come play here. And that's kind of what happened. We, you know, it took like a year and a half to kind of build the recruitment, gain the trust of these coaches to kind of, because they're putting a lot of money into their transportation budget to come down here. However, kind of what we, our selling point was, you know, you cut your budget in half, essentially traveling only halfway down, not going all the way to Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, You still get a very nice field to play on a big rock stadium. And uh, it actually worked out well. We had two weekends booked this past year, which is a good start. Um, President's Day weekend and then another week, it was early March, I think we played, uh, where we had teams, we had four teams come down, New York, New Jersey, I think, uh, what was the other? New Hampshire came during the March. But it was Division Two teams that came down, played a full, I think, eight-game set round-robin tournament. And then in that March tournament we had four games like a just there's a head-to-head matchup between two teams and then we hosted a junior college tournament which was a lot of baseball uh early may that was kind of a precursor to our marlin season um good for our staff to kind of get used to how the game will go once the marlin season started get the stadium brought to life and we had baseball from wednesday to monday because we ended up playing a championship game on monday and that was 16, 15 games over that oh five-day span. So it was a lot of baseball. You, yeah, you got to love baseball to be hosting <laughs> something like that. So, But in that time, so I was the, you know, my role was VP of business development, recruited those teams. It's actually doing really well. We have three weekends booked in 2024 with wow. the Division three teams. Uh, we have four teams coming from Pennsylvania to come play this, this March. And then... Um, in January, I was hired as the general manager for the Moorhead City Marlins as the last GM stepped away, took another job. So I kind of switched roles, but still had to fulfill my obligation with hosting these teams in the tournament. So it was a lot of, uh, you know, I, I started in January, but it feels like I've been just constantly working, making things. It's been great. <laughs> we're, um, we're learning a lot on the job. Uh, my director of operations who works, she was just hired in February, Brianna Miller. And her and I have been learning on the fly, working together, working through issues, um, building something here. And right now we're, I think we're 13 games into our season um, and it's going well. We have a good thing going right now. Mm-hmm. Now I've been to your stadium uh, only once, unfortunately, but we did cover it last summer and it really was beautiful. I think that's obvious for anybody who has been there and it's probably not hard for you to attract teams, but what is it that you say that you think kind of sells it to get all these teams to play here? Is there one specific thing where you're like, we have this, and that's why you should come play at our stadium? I would say locale, beach. People love the beach, even in February, March. Um, one of the teams uh, that came down, I think it was post-university, they were uh, snowed in back home, and they weren't able to uh, – get back into class even. So the kids that were back home weren't able to go into their classes, but they stayed here the whole week and it was basically 60, 70 degrees. So they were lucking at, they'll have lucked out compared to the rest of the people that were back home in their school. Uh, weren't even able to go to class, but they were here at the beach. Um, that's certainly a huge selling point here. Um, we don't charge too much either. It's not a it's not really about the money. It's more about trying to create the buzz of baseball, at least leading into the Marlins season. Mm-hmm. Have baseball played in more months than just the summer here. And uh, you can tell the economy got, you know, around the Moorhead City area, Newport area. They loved having these teams stay. The hotels that we worked with, you know, technically in a beach community, they don't get much 
from November to February, it's kind of a down you know, off season. Right. So we're able to work some, you know, get these teams to stay at these hotels and they really like to have them come in. I mean, that's new revenue for them helps us. The area restaurants get to have big, you know, parties come in and the whole teams get to go out there and, you know, we have a lot of partners with restaurants around here and they're happy to see that we're trying to build rapport with them. And I guess the main selling point would be the beach, but when people come see the stadium, it's not played on that much just the summer. So it's a very good field still. And uh, yeah, I think they just like being around here. Yeah. Now that we're a few uh, few games into the season, like you had mentioned beforehand, and I know that I've wrote up a little bit about this season so far and been able to kind of see it through that perspective. How has that been going? It's good. So there's a lot that goes into starting the season, I'll say. I'm um, seeing it from a new perspective this year, being the general manager. Um, you know, from operations side, ticketing, selling tickets, uh, hiring game day staff has been a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, people to do certain jobs within the stadium, you know, concessions, ticketing, ushers, press box, so scoreboard, announcing, on game, on field personality, engaging with the fans. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> hiring our, yeah, it was something new to me, yes. Uh, hiring our interns. We have a great intern class here, um, college interns. They applied all through the fall and into the spring. And we have eight interns with us, or 10 if you count the two broadcasting interns that are with us now, which is a great thing. Last year, I think there was only four interns, and it was really hard to get things done. Right. And for those interns to get something out of it. That's something that Bree and I have been working on, is making sure these interns aren't just here to work for us. Mm-hmm. Certainly, they're learning on-the-job training on how things work um, from the operational side of baseball. However, um, my goal is to make sure they get something out of this We're working on many projects that's something that they're specifically interested in, whether it's graphic design, learning the technological background of TrackMan and Synergy, marketing aspects. So each of our interns kind of has their own interest level in some mini project that we're working through now. And throughout the summer, we'll check in with them, make sure they grow that as part of their internship experience. And But at the same time, they're working pretty hard to make sure pregame is set up, postgame takedown, cleaning the stadium, making it nice for all the fans to come in day in and day out. I mean, that's all on us. Uh, we don't hire out for that. So that's kind of a something that is new to a lot of people once they come in. But mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of hard work, and that's something that we're really appreciative of. It's, this internship class is really – I'm proud of them. That's very good. For anybody who is considering interning with you guys, is there any way that they can um... – Reach out. I mean, obviously this season you have enough, but for next season, is there any way that they can kind of apply for that for anybody who might be interested? Yes. Um, well, contact me specifically. So um, I don't know if you can put my information out there, but my cell phone is really the go-to. So uh, email to, um, really, if you're interested, it's such a good experience. We're trying to shape this into something that will be a I guess something people talk about, love working with the Marlins, what they did for my career, kind of the gain. What we've been trying to do is build something so that, you know, people were applying for specific internships. They want to be a social media intern. They want to be a marketing intern. They want to be graphic design. They want food and beverage. And what Bree and I kind of did was shape it into an all-encompassing internship program where they get their hands in a little bit of everything. If they see something, you know, if they're in food and beverage and they're like, this is kind of not what I want. At least they know that now. Right. They don't have to worry uh, in the future. Maybe I should have done that. So we give them a little taste of everything, ticketing, operations, 
um, food and beverage, marketing, graphic design, social media. They're getting a little bit of their hands wet and everything. And you can see where people are starting to align even this season. So you kind of push them towards their strengths and they get to choose what they're doing. Some of them have come in and, I mean, one of them has really good graphic design background. So we rely on him to kind of put out our graphics and social media. But if you're interested in being an intern with us, even if you're trying to do during the school year, mm -hmm. I know we have a, we've built a relationship with the sports information department with East Carolina University, um, Professor Andrea Buenano, I believe. And we've kind of lost touch a little as the school year went on, but we had ideas to try and get uh, interns in here for the fall and spring. Cause I know summer is big for us to get them to work with us pregame, postgame setup. However, you know, throughout the year, we certainly have enough work to do to prep for the next season, get better each year. And what we've tried to do is get, maybe we can get an intern here in the fall and spring. Uh, and it doesn't just have to be college interns either. Uh, we were looking at local high schools. A lot of these kids now have that graphic design background, want to get their foot in the door with athletics. So it can range from anything, high school, college. Um, we have a website, Teamwork Online is where you actually do apply for our internship program. But I would say if you are interested in working with us, just kind of text me and, um, sorry, I'm getting a call here. Yeah, if you just text me and um, email me and we'll be able to get things going for next year. You brought up ECU as an East Carolina alum. Obviously, ECU is really important to me. That's why I'm still in Greenville. But you had mentioned ECU, and you obviously have a background with ECU and athletics. As somebody who was an athlete at ECU, I'm always curious to hear kind of what is behind the scenes because we always had the compliance meetings, and I know nobody ever really wanted to do that. But it has to be done in the sense of, you know, if you do something and you get in trouble for it, there's no – well, I didn't tell you to do that, so that's why you didn't get in trouble. Instead, y'all kind of had to tell us, here's what you can do and here's what you can't do. And obviously, some of it was kind of common sense, but you have a big background with kind of the behind the scenes with ECU. Talk about that. Yeah, so I went to East Carolina and got my master's in business administration, graduated in 2012. But as I was a student, I was working first in operations at ECU, and then I transferred over to compliance as a grad assistant and worked in my way up there, got hired full-time after I graduated, and then I worked at ECU for about six years in compliance, um, you know, promoted a couple times in that role. Uh, biggest part for me was making the relationships with the coaches. Um, like you, you alluded to, I did speak with um, athletes, student-athletes throughout the year and educate them on certain things. Boring stuff. Athletes <laughs> could not care less. It was, we did it. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's hard for us to get through it. Um, I'll be honest, like it's just not easy material at all to make fun or to try and get people to listen to you. It's really hard. Right. Um, but what I did learn is that relationship building is something that with a job like compliance where you show up, people look at you like, oh, no, what did I do wrong? <laughs> you try and change that where if I showed up, they're kind of excited to see you. Just, mm -hmm. you know, you show up and you're just part of the team. You're part of the group. Uh, a lot of the teams that when I was there, they would just welcome you in. Uh, if they knew you were trying to actually build that relationship and trust, it wasn't just I'm showing up when something's wrong. So right. learning that, you know, when I was younger in my career, that was important. And I kind of use that now um, with sponsorship sales, with learning, you know, meeting people around this area, game day staff, general fan base that comes in. You're just kind of building relationships. I always, yes, it's a baseball game and we're selling that, but I think we have to be better than that and more than baseball. 
And I thought that same thing in compliance. We're not just that. We're, we're part of the team. I want them to understand that we're all searching for the same goal. We're all trying to make ECU better, make the Marlins better. It's just how can we do it together? And um, that's something I've built into our staff and something we're trying to you know, continue here and just whether it's trying to get feedback from fans, what can we do better? What have we done well? Um, working with the game day staff, what's working for them, what's not coaches, players, what's good for them, uh, all the way from like walk-up songs to what's playing and what promo promotional games we're playing in the middle of the innings. These things matter for the fan experience, and that's something we're trying to make better. But I believe that you have to build that foundation first and show them that they can trust you. You're not just searching for their money, essentially. I, I really never want that to be uh, our specific goal. I know we're a business, but we're really, really trying to build the community relations, which if I may segue into something, we're trying to, uh, we're supporting the local libraries now with uh, their summer reading program. So Moorhead City Library is outside of the Carteret County library system, but we've partnered with both of them. And now we're, we have a summer reading initiative that we're trying to push. Um, we're supporting them. We have these dive tags that we now provided to each library system in our county. And what they are, I, I found out from my daughter how uh, how important these are to these kids right now. She's in first, well, she just got out of first grade. She'll be a second grader. But on their backpack, she has like all these little chain things that are just hanging. <laughs> and I always asked her, what is this? What are you doing? And I confirmed with the uh, librarians we were meeting with. Kids love them. They just love, it's like a, they call them brag tags, but we turned it into a dive tag. It's kind of like a football shape, but it has the Marlins logo and our oh, wow. summer reading logo on the back. So our goal is to, you know, we're going on Saturday to a different libraries uh, with our mascot to promote this program and promote the summer reading throughout the county. And uh, if a kid, you know, generally speaking, it's going to be elementary, middle school kids that finish their summer reading logs, their first log they turn in, they'll get a dive tag from the Marlins uh -huh. through the library. They show that to the gate, any of our games, they get free admission with that dive tag. So we want them to come to the game. We want to be affiliated with the community. We really want um, to promote the summer reading because it hits home for me with my kids. I have a seven and a five-year-old and, you know, the summer is a time off from school and, you know, going back into the August, September, you don't want that lag. So we're really trying to push, you know, I know it's summertime at the <laughs> beach, but let's still focus on reading, whether it's the parents reading with their kids, kids reading on their own as they get older. Um, but the Marlins want to be a part of that community outreach. And that's a small initiative we've started this summer, but we hope to build it into a year-long thing after the summer. And it certainly is important. Obviously, it's baseball, and it's a game, and it's serious. And when I was playing, it's softball, and it's a game, and it's serious. But my thing, especially when I left high school, I was like, you know, it's a lot of fun, and playing baseball is a lot of fun, playing softball was a lot of fun. But I kind of left and told myself that I don't want the, the freshman when I was a senior, or whoever it may be, I don't want them to remember – the game where I went 0 for 3 with three strikeouts, backwards K, you know, because that happens. But I wanted them to remember the person that I was, not necessarily the athlete that I was, even though that is still important. But it sounds like that's what you guys have done, has said, hey, you know, this is baseball. It's a lot of fun. We want to win, obviously, but we also want you to remember the organization we are and what we stand for. And I think that that's awesome and that you've kind of taken it from a previous job and said, You've taken things that said I want to do, taken also things that said I don't want it to look like this. And I think that's really important. And you guys have theme nights. So where do those come from and what are some of your favorite themes that you guys do? 
We have less themes than promotional things. So I will say, speaking to the themes, we do have a Celtic night coming up here, um, which <clears throat> if you wear a Scottish or Irish kilt to the game, you get in for free. Uh, that'll be June 28th game. Um, we did one last year, and it was kind of a hit. We played, like, Irish music and kind of Irish theme throughout. I believe that's the, the one that I was at. I think I was at that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to see uh, a certain type of crowd shows up, yeah. and they're excited to party and enjoy the time at the stadium. So that was one. We're doing that again this year. Um, we do have three firework nights. We did run into a um, – our opening weekend got rained out. Uh, our Friday opener rained out, and then Sunday we were supposed to have post-game fireworks, and that got rained out. So that got rescheduled to July 3rd, but we do have our first, technically our first post-game fireworks show is this Friday, June 16th. Um, so right after the game, we, our game starts a little earlier, 6 p.m., and then following the game we have a post-game fireworks show. And a lot of fans like that. We get a really packed house for that because, you know, it's just a fun night. It's an earlier night, so kids can stay up a little later in the summer mm-hmm. and stay after the, you know, for the show. And then we have another one July 3rd, which is right around the 4th of July. That'll be a good one. And then I think the last one's July 21st. Mm-hmm. We also have two pregame concerts, which are big. Um, last year we had one, and it was Walker Hayes, and that was really, you know, we packed the house here. We have Russell Dickerson coming Monday, July 17th, and he'll do a pregame performance oh, on our field. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so he's coming. That's Monday, July 17th, and then a week later, July 24th, uh, we have Matt Stell doing a pregame performance as well. So we have a Marlins replica jersey giveaway night, uh, June 30th, I believe that date is. And um, we're still working on some ideas. The interns throw out some ideas, and we'll see if towards the end of the season, maybe we could work in some type of Christmas in July or bark in the park type of thing. But so far, we're just trying to make sure all these go well operationally and make sure we're on point with some of the marketing of these events that we had planned. So now, like I mentioned beforehand, we're a little bit into the season. How has the pitching looked? How has the offense looked? How has the defense looked? Is there a certain component that has stuck out to you, or is everything just kind of smooth so far? Um, so people always ask me, how's the team doing? And I just, from my perspective, I don't really watch the game. I am pretty much managing our staff, making sure things move smoothly with our script. Um, are, is ticketing going well or is everything working technologically in the stadium? How's concessions doing? Security check, you know, checking the beer gardens. So I'm technically not the person to ask about in-game stuff, but I will say, um, so far, we're on. I think we're on an eleven-game winning streak right now. Oh wow! We're nine and two in the. Yeah, we're nine and two in the uh, Coastal Plain League. So we're sitting atop first place in our division. Um, really good start this year, and I think we're only going to get better because a lot of the kids that we're we still don't have our whole team here yet because some of these kids are still playing in Super Regionals and potentially College World Series. So we will not see our whole team probably for another week or two. Um, However, the team right now is performing. Like last night, we just won big. I think it was like 10 5, 11 5 um, wow. over the Holly Springs Salamanders. So we're, we played a Wilson Tobbs, who are in second place in our division right now. We play them Friday night. So it's going well. Uh, I can't speak specifically to the in game stuff, but I know that we are winning. So. 
You mentioned the College World Series and how, you know, people are moving on or whatever it may be. But did you see how Stanford beat Texas the other night? It, uh, no, sorry, I didn't see. Oh my did they, that's an upset. The kid just, they were, it was like the bottom of the ninth, and Stanford, I believe, is ranked and Texas wasn't, so it, I don't think it was an upset. But they, the ball, I mean, okay. it was going to be the third out. There was two outs, bottom of the ninth, bases were loaded or whatever it may be. Texas was going to get out of the inning. The guy in the outfield just let the ball drop right in front of him. It was the oh. most absurd thing I have ever seen, and I think that that's what makes baseball so just fun. Is you just never would have thought this professional or this collegiate baseball player, D one baseball player, they're out here and this is what they do, and then the ball just dropped right in front of him. Baseball is such a is such a strange sport, but you had said, you know, you can't really attest to what's going on in the game. And for anybody who is listening, like I said, I've been to one Moorhead City Marlins game where me and my coworker did get to speak to you. If there is one thing I can say about Dave is that he certainly was everywhere uh, constantly, but he made time to come speak to us. I mean, he was here, he was there, he was everywhere, and I thought that that was Really cool that you still were able to make time for the people who were there to kind of make that experience special. Um, so is there one specific part that you, or even more than one, that you get super excited about? Is it the fans or, you know, whatever it may be? Uh, I will say last night I fist pumped when uh, timing was right on the national <laughs> anthem. So I'm more worried about working with the script. But uh, I like seeing the fans. The kids are great. There's a lot of young kids come in and look in their eyes when they see these Marlins players. The team that we have right now, the players, they make they do a great job of going in the stands, meeting fans every game. It's around the fourth inning, we kind of bring a few players out to go introduce themselves, say hi to the fans. Pre-game, you walk into the stadium. These players are there signing autographs, high-fiving with the mascot, with the players, um, sorry, with the kids that walk in, all the fans. That type of experience, um, you know, where I'm from, I don't, we didn't have a, we're not a minor league team, collegiate baseball team. We didn't have something like this. But to see the look on the kids' eyes, I mean, they treat them like they're professional players in their minds and they get signed on their Marlins hats. They get signatures and they couldn't even tell you what the players' names are probably, but it's just the, it's, when you see their faces, that's the best part. Um, it's really a good atmosphere. I think uh, as the summer heats up, you're getting a lot more people in the stadium. Um, the fans are really involved in the game. You got our on-field uh, personality is really good at getting the energy up. Um, some of the game, like last night's game, there were a few hit by pitches, I think, pitching changes. So it kind of lulls, you know, a lot of right. the longer game. Um However, it seems like the energy was still there by the eighth inning. The fans are involved, laughing, clapping. Um, so it's it's a really fun atmosphere. I was so anxious and nervous before the season <laughs> at what's going to work, what's not going to work. Um, you know, as far as like building the script with the promotions, is technology going to keep up? Are things going to work? Are ticket scanners going to work? Right. But so far, you know, when, when you are able to see it working and you don't have to really, you know, the anxiety has flown out right. i'm certainly in a better <laughs> i'm happier now seeing things work and um no i'd say that's the best part just seeing everything run smoothly people happy uh that's really all you're looking for is the engaged fan engagement part piece of it that's something i was always taught with these kids that come in and sign the hats and sign this and sign that and they get to meet all these players and when i was playing it was always you know especially when i got to college it was always some somebody is watching you 
Somebody is watching you all the time, and they will treat you like you. Because I remember doing that when I was younger, going to watch the smallest college play in my town, going to watch them play softball, and me just, you know, in awe. And it could have been whoever it was. And so I know that these kids feel the same way. And it was, I know that it's been, you know, kind of drilled into their head, especially when they're off playing collegiate ball. Someone is always watching you. Someone is always looking up to you. And I think that's what kept me playing was that, you know, there's players who – can get a little frustrated when they're not playing well. That is completely normal. But I kind of always had to tell myself, somebody is looking at you. Somebody is watching you whether you know it or not. And that's just – that's how it is. But I think that's why I loved the sport so much. And I know you can probably see these guys just having fun on the field consistently. Yeah, they're uh, – I think they're they're starting to gel as a team because they come from all over. You know, they're not a – they got here, I think, on the – te- the team that initially was here – because we do have some temporary players. They play for a little while, and then they leave. They're not on the Marlins all summer. Um, we get to see them play. If they perform well, they stay. But if not, you know, we switch them out, essentially. So um, the team that originally got here, they got here on, like, a Monday. They started filtering in, like, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And they played on Thursday, oh opening day. Oh, my gosh. So for them to just get, like, two practices in, essentially – learn each other's names and then all of a sudden they're out there just playing um but now it looks like they're starting to build a relationship they're starting to get in their routines of showing up to the stadium going to the clubhouse getting their stuff together um and starting to be friends you know you can tell when you start to gel on the field or in the dugout that's when it starts to show on the field so i think they're having fun they enjoy it they're waving to the fans they're participating in some of the games we have um overall it's just a good atmosphere we're trying to present that family atmosphere, bring your kids, bring your whole family night out at the park. Um, and the players do a great job of kind of helping that along. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you would like to say about the team this season? The floor is yours. A little pressure there. Um, <laughs> no, we were, I mean, motoring right along here. Uh, six, you know, it's June 14th. Uh, we play our last game is August 5th. It's starting to, you know, fans are starting to show up. Our, you know, the tourists are coming. We're trying to make sure they know who we are, that there is actual baseball tucked away here in Morehead <laughs> City. If you want to come see, you know, when <clears throat> you go to the beach all day, what do you do at night at the beach? And we're trying to make sure that we are one of those marquee um, events that people can come enjoy the game with their family. Um, as far as anything else I want to say, no, we're excited for the rest of the season. I'm excited to get this uh summer reading program Saturday going. You'll, we'll see some posts about that. But the Marlins keep winning. I mean, we win the first half of our division. We win the first half of the season. We're guaranteed playoffs. So if we keep playing like this, we're guaranteed playoffs, um, which is a great way to kind of get through the second half of the season and uh, just be ready for that. I think it's like a week-long playoff. Uh, it's only two rounds, first and then championship. So. Yep. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you for joining me today and good luck on the rest of the season. And I am almost positive that I will be out to a game. A, I love the beach and you're right there. And B, like you had said, you guys are trying to become a thing where when you go to Moorhead City, you know, you're you kind of go into it thinking, okay, we'll go to the beach and we'll do this. But also we have to go to a Marlins game. So I know that I will be at at least one game this season. But thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. And thank you very much. Yep. Uh, We can't wait to see you out here.